Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Inner Fight Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a great week and I hope you're excited about today's show. I'm interested to know, interested to know, slow down a little bit, what caught your attention about today's show? Are you involved in any strength training at the moment? Have you done strength training in the past? Does it mean something to you? Does it mean good things to you or does it mean bad things to you? I'm always interested as to why people hop over and listen to a show. Maybe you're just an avid, loyal listener and I appreciate all of you guys massively, week in, week out for being here. Thank you so much. Today, I am talking all about strength training. What it actually is, I'm going to go through a load of the benefits of strength training and maybe put some quite interesting spins on some of them for some of you. (laughs) I don't mean to come across rude. However, it is quite a serious topic. I'm also going to jump into when we should do strength training, how, what it should look like, how we should do it, different types of strength training, training different muscle groups, if that's such a thing, how that all comes together, how we mix it in with conditioning, and also one of the biggest things that we hear often from a variety of different demographics, to be honest, is people getting bulky doing strength training. So we've got all of that to come. This is episode number 796 of the Inner Fight Podcast, Strength Training. No matter where you are in the world, thanks a lot for tuning in. Let's jump into today's show. Hello, yes, it's only me. Welcome back to another week, another show. And as I was saying there in the introduction, this is all about strength training, what strength training is, why you should be doing it, some of the benefits you can expect to experience as you go on this journey. And I have to kick off by telling you that most of you in some way, shape or form are participating in some strength program right now. For some of you, it's a lot more structured than others. For some of you, you probably don't actually realize that you're doing it. However, the very fact that you are a human being, you're walking around with the body that you have, be it underweight, overweight, or whatever it is, we won't judge that quite yet. We might do later in the show. You are doing some form of strength training. Your body is transporting, in simple terms, your body around the whole day. Some of you are not transporting it very far, unfortunately. Some of you should be perhaps transporting it a little bit further. Those of you that are just sat at desk jobs the whole day and are not complying with those bullshit Christmas gifts of fitness tracking devices that you've promised yourself in January you'd do 10,000 steps a day, but really are sat looking down at it right now and only doing two and a half thousand. Anyway, we'll move on from that. You are doing less strength training than those who are doing a little bit more movement, are moving around and maybe are even moving things. If you do have a manual job, you are doing a considerable amount of strength training. Probably the first thing or the myth we should bust first here is that you don't actually need to have a gym membership or have a home gym set up or have a load of weights at home or somewhere to do strength training. Strength training can start and should, for the most part, start with taking care of your body and being able to move it effectively. As I said just a few minutes ago, some of you will have more body to move than others. 
those of you that are carrying perhaps too much fat in simple terms are having to carry that round all day. So therefore have a demand to be slightly stronger than other people. It doesn't mean that if you're fat, you're strong. It doesn't mean that if you're skinny, you're not strong. That would be far too easy. However, you don't need a gym. You can start in very, very simple ways. But let's start at the start and let's define what really strength training is. You could do this, to be honest. Go on, tap into Google. Google will give you the answer that it wants you to hear. But it's something along the lines that strength training is any exercise that involves movement of weight or some form of resistance against the body. Therefore, if you take the cup of tea or coffee or bottle of water that's on your table and you put it in your right hand and you keep your elbow on the table and you raise that glass, cup, bottle, whatever it's in it, please make sure there's a cap on it, towards your mouth, you are using your biceps, one of the favorite moves of any male, definitely of my generation, the bicep curl. You're performing a bicep curl because you are moving some form of weight. In this instance, you're moving the weight of your arm plus a little bit of resistance, bringing the weight from the table all the way up to your mouth. That is what strength training is at its very core. And it wouldn't surprise some of you to hear that if you actually sat there all day, you probably definitely get fired from your job and you might not develop very big biceps by the time you got fired. But if you were not fired and you were sat there the whole day lifting that cup with, you could put something a little bit heavier than water in it because with water, it only probably weighs one kilo. But if you put some lead in there and we took it up to about seven or eight kilos, you'd actually develop some quite nice biceps. That is as simple as strength training needs to be. You're also strength training, believe it or not, when you sit down, if you do sit down on the toilet for your morning rituals, shall we say, getting down to the toilet, we have a strength contraction. And on the way back up, as long as we're not using the rails or any additional supporting devices, which to be honest, some days when I've done too much training or strength training, I do need to use those supporting devices. I'm not sure this is a picture I want to paint in everyone's mind right now, (laughs) but especially if you're having some food, but when you're getting up off the bog, you're basically, you are strength training. That is a squat in itself. And it's probably one of the most common known lower body strength training movements that we have, the squat or some variation of the squat. So strength training is pretty much anything that is moving the load of your body. It doesn't always have to be in a very specific way like sitting back into a squat or like doing a perfect bicep curl when you're picking up a bag off the floor to put it on your shoulder to leave from the office or the house. You're also training the muscle and you're also testing how strong you are. And many of you will know that if you do have too much grocery shopping and you're trying to put it in the back of your car and it's a little bit awkward, that's when we see backs injured, shoulders injured, or something tweaked in some way. This is simply because we're not strong enough to carry the load. But if we trained better to be able to carry that load, we would also avoid those things. Can you see where this is going? I'm going to talk a lot about the benefits of strength training in general life, which to be honest, not everyone wants to be Mr. Olympia. Some people still do want to stand on a stage in a bikini with a fake tan, 
shaved down to the absolute bare minimum, waxed up and some form of posing, but that's not for everyone and I don't really know much about it as it's clearly obvious from how I was just describing it. But most people have a want and need and desire to be able to carry out life's tasks, daily chores in a more efficient way and in a less painful way. And that's really the angle that I like to attack this from in that I believe that everyone should participate in some form of strength training because it makes their life easier and more enjoyable. And that enjoyment comes from being able to do a lot of things and from daily tasks being infinitely easier. I want to run through I'm going to wrap up the show with maybe a little bit of protocol of how you should go about strength training, but I want to go through for the next 15 or 20 minutes, perhaps, about the benefits of it. This is probably the sales pitch, if you want, as to why you should get into it. I'm here to try and convince those that aren't strength training to start it because it will make your life better, whether you start it here in a fight or somewhere else that's not what I'm here to control. I'm here to try and educate you around the benefits of it because it will make your life better. Point number one, benefit number one is exactly that. You'll be able to manage life's tasks far easier. You will get less tired sitting at your desk because you will have better posture through strength training. You will be easier or able to get to your desk a lot easier, especially if the elevator is not working because your legs will be strong enough. You'll be fitter and stronger to carry your shopping. You'll be able to carry your kids. You'll be able to participate in activities with friends, colleagues, or anyone that you want to be. So generally, I believe that your enjoyment of life will increase because you have participated in some form of strength training, because you are stronger. Mark Ripito, who's a famous strength coach, had a very, very interesting, maybe controversial, but quote that I love that strong people are generally more useful in life and harder to kill. So that's benefit number one. You will be more useful in life and you will be harder to kill. Coupled with that, you will have a lower risk of injury from daily life occurrences and tasks due to your stronger muscles and also, which is probably overlooked the most, and I'm going to go into this a little bit later, you will have one of the major benefits of strength training is that we're actually strengthening the bones as well. It's not just the muscles in the bikini competition that I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to focus on that too much at all, to be honest. I've spoken enough about that so far. However, we will have stronger bones, we'll have stronger muscles, and therefore we should see navigation of simple injuries like one of the most common injuries that I see, especially in mothers, is a back strain or a problem somewhere in the back through putting a child into a child seat. And when you think about that, it in its sort of most basic form, that's really quite sad that carrying out a daily life task like getting your child safely in a car has led to an injury due to a lack of strength and a lack of strength training. There are certain times post-birth that that is something that we really need to take care of, but we should be able to build it up over time to make females in that case stronger, that they're able to do that. But lower the risk of injury just in natural life stuff that you can carry. If you have a heavy load from the grocery store, you can easily carry it A, to your car, and you don't need to 
mess up the parking lot with the trolley and be a complete douchebag like that but we won't come on to sort of how people should behave in this podcast and you will just be able to manage life a lot better strength training believe it or not and this is probably and I'll come to this a little bit later the debate the uninformed the uneducated debate that a lot of people have of strength versus cardio training despite what people might read want to believe believe or not believe strength training will also help you to burn a number of calories it will not help you to get rid of those 3000 ice creams or donuts that you ate at the weekend but it definitely has a role to play and that one of those roles that we've seen within just strength training alone there are some various different studies that go online and have a look we just see decreases in important areas of fat which is one of the most important areas that we all store a lot of fat is in the visceral area which is around the stomach which again has been proven to lead or link to the development of some quite bad terminal diseases such as heart disease as well so what we're actually doing here is that when we're building muscle and we will build a certain amount of muscle. You won't get bulky. I'll explain why later. But when you do build muscle, this muscle does increase your body's ability to burn calories at rest, which is super important because your muscle tissue requires more calories to maintain than fat. So actually, if you have muscle, it will take all of the calories of your food, not all of them, but it will take its fair share and it will not feed the fat, more calories. Very interesting way to look at it. But this helps you burn more calories and burn them more effectively for fat loss basically all day long and not just when you're working out. So we can, there's a lot of mix up there and that might sort of confuse people a little bit. But what we've got is we have a lot of people that will store fat around the abdomen, visceral fat, visceral fat, super dangerous, leading to terminal diseases such as heart disease. There are, which is a little bit sus. I found one study that links visceral fat to cancer. Although if you try and figure out exactly the sources of cancer, you'll be at it for a very, very long time. There are certain signs, obviously. And also burning calories. Muscle is burning a lot more calories than fat and demands a lot of calories as well. So without taking this too directly, when you have more muscle, you have a slightly higher tolerance to a slightly higher caloric intake. You have a slightly higher caloric demand. So this whole equation of calories in, calories out, another show is kind of debunked with this. Strength training also improves our heart health. How does it do this? It does this by strengthening, strengthening the blood f- vessels because what we're actually doing is through strength training in pretty much every form through a high level of stress, strength training, we're asking the body to pump a lot more blood through the body. And therefore we are exercising those blood vessels in the process of which we have a lot of blood vessels in the heart. So we're actually strengthening the heart. There is a fine line that we might be putting too much strain on the heart, you could argue, but most of you will not be getting to that zone quite yet. So stay relaxed, do strength training, Make your blood vessels stronger because you are having more blood flow around the body and your heart will be stronger as well. Pretty cool, huh? Let's look a little bit more to one of the things that you could say is a little bit ego-driven. However, strength training massively for a lot of people 
boost their self-esteem. They see muscles. They think muscles are a little bit more attractive. I think muscle generally, probably most of us will agree, looks a little bit more attractive than fat to most people and sort of sits on our body a little bit nicer. We've got more self-esteem. We're willing to put ourselves in situations that perhaps we weren't before because of low self-esteem. We can do all sorts of different things. So strength training boosts our self-esteem. At the same time, it also boosts our mood for that reason, because our self-esteem is high. We have a lot more confidence because of the way that we look. And I think it's fair that people want to look good. People want to look good in most situations. I think one of the biggest situations that people want to look good is naked in front of the mirror every time they wake up in the morning. And I don't think that's a bad goal at all. I think that's something that if that drives you, that's a very good starting point because it's very personal. Where that gets to later on down the line, you could argue in a number of different ways. However, mood is something that multiple studies have shown to be boosted by strength training. It reduces anxiety and increase your mood. So this is something that if we are to participate in, it's not just the time that we're participating in some form of strength training, but the knock-on effect of that, be it longer-term effects, such as looking a whole load better, or within that day, actually just feeling a lot more in control of it because of a lot of the chemical reactions that are happening in the body through a boosted mood, there's benefits all around. We also see a improvement in brain health due to some studies that have thought that resistance training has some neuroproductive effects such as massively improved blood flow. Again, what I spoke about earlier with the heart, it makes sense if there's more blood coming through the heart that there's more blood coming all the way around through the body. So basically through increased blood flow, we're getting, the brain is also a muscle, so that's getting a workout as well, more blood flow, things like memory and learning could be enhanced, mental focus also has been seen to increase on the back of strength training. You may be thinking now that you've seen a lot of bodybuilders, and when they talk, they don't sound super intelligent. This is where this point might be slightly debunked. Have a think, make an opinion for yourself. Just because they talk a little bit slowly, it doesn't mean... Talk about bodybuilders a little bit, and this might sound a little bit harsh, but it's probably not everything you think it might be. They're not just eating a lot of chicken breasts and potatoes. There could be some extracurricular activities occurring there as well, which could have, could, I'll say that quite loosely, could have some reverse effects of improved brain health. <laughs> Let's not jump in too much to a show on performance enhancing drugs, but I think you know exactly what I'm saying there. Another benefit that we see that I spoke about a few minutes before is stronger bones because these weight-bearing exercises put a temporary stress on your bone, which basically sends a simple message to the cells that are responsible for building your bones to take some action to send them more cells to rebuild the bones. And obviously, when we have strong bones, you reduce your risk of things like osteoporosis that we see generally a little bit older generation get. I'm sorry if you're 
considering yourself young and you have osteoporosis. There are anomalies everywhere. We also have a sort of navigate risk of fractures when we have stronger bones. And also, one of the main reasons, well, a big contributing factor to older people falling over is weakness in their bones. Their bones and their muscle kind of give way. So why this point is important, and I bring it up, it's not just how you look, feel, perform, how your brain functions, or how good you look naked right now, but you could be and you are laying the path for the future because your strength work will stay with you. If you never participate in any form of strength work, then your chances of having strong bones when you get older is massively reduced compared to if you have followed a strength program for a number of years and you continue to follow it. My dad is 75 years old and he still follows a strength program at the gym three times a week. He doesn't fall that much from what I've, from what he's told me anyway. And, but there are a lot of people his age and a lot of his, his friends who do fall and who do have bone issues and who do have osteoporosis. So he's, he's a pretty good example. He doesn't, he's never been someone that wants to get super huge from strength training, but he has participated in strength training pretty much since I can remember. So probably about 40 years of my life. So if you think of the compounded effect of that, this is why he has a strong heart, he has strong bones, and he can actually do stuff these days. Whereas a lot of people of 75 cannot do stuff and the stuff they can do is because they're on so many drugs to get them to do it, which is quite sad and probably a whole other show. So there's some, some of the benefits. Let's move into a little bit more the, I guess you could call it the practical application. So how and when? There's probably a big debate about when strength training should take place. I'll come to that second. How it should happen could be a number of different ways. I mentioned it earlier that you do not need equipment. You do not need a gym. What you do need is to be able to create some resistance. A starting point is your own body weight. And that's why we see... It's not a resurgence of body weight training during COVID because that's all that online fitness influencer dicks could sell, but that's actually should be our starting point. We should be able to move our, our body weight efficiently. And for a lot of us, that would be more than enough. We do not need to over, overload our body weight. And if you're a 35 to a 45 year old male or female who has not been participating in much or any strength training since perhaps school, you probably do not have a body that is strong enough or muscles that are strong enough to cope with a large amount of load or a large amount of additional load or any additional load than what your body is providing it. So to start for a three-month period or a six-month period, it's hard to give sort of too general, but as a ballpark figure, that's what it would be of just moving your body weight and by this, I mean super simple stuff. For your lower body, I would be looking at things like squat, getting up and down. Definitely some form of lunging would be absolutely brilliant and is super, super hard for a serious number of the population. Even people, yes, people that I see here, lunging is very difficult to actually create that range of motion and go into a full range of motion. Lunge is difficult. So there, there are two movements that, I 
would strongly suggest you sort of check in on, on in yourself. And then for your upper body, it can be as simple as A, holding, being able to have a static hold of, of your body weight in a push-up position. And then after that, seeing what it's like to be able to push that body weight. And then alternatively, we need some form of pulling, which can, if you're watching the video version, this is great because I'm actually doing these movements, but actually just shoulder retraction with no weight or laid on the floor and pulling your shoulders back. Prone angels, YouTube prone angels, try doing some. They're super interesting. So we're trying to push and pull. So we're taking care of the front and the back as well is something that they're, this, as far as the how goes, they're some of the start points that I would definitely be looking at. It doesn't need to be a super complicated program. It doesn't need to be a massively sort of, and by complicated, I'm trying to put this in a, in a simple way without being too complicated myself. It doesn't need to be a certain number of, because a lot of people say, okay, how many sets, how many reps? It's very hard to give a specific, specific to a broad audience like this. And for the most part, the sets and reps, there have been studies that would show if you want to build muscle and what rate and how you want to stress the body, then this should be the number of sets, this should be the number of reps. But I would say to people, you know, how many times can you actually stand up and sit down from a chair and not be completely knackered? And for some people, that could just be five times. Well, that's your start point of your sets and reps. So, you start at home, if everything's going good at home, then I would suggest you advance to somewhere where there is a more of an abundance of things to load your body with. However, you can still load your body at home. Go back to the example that I gave earlier of your coffee cup on your desk. If you're past that, if you're past using tins of baked beans or strapping things together, which I used to do a lot at university, then moving into a gym environment is probably the next best move where we're using external objects, weights that are packed nicely like dumbbells and kettlebells to load the body in some way, shape or form. The when, again, when on a frequency level, for some of you, hopefully not a big percentage of you, but potentially some of you that are listening to the show, if you were to start out doing what I said, stand up, sit down five times, you're knackered, rest a few minutes, do that again two or three times, you might have problems walking the next day. You might have what is known as delayed onset muscle soreness, DOMS. Therefore, is the next day the time to load the muscle again? Probably not. We need to look at this more on a long-term scale. So it really depends where you are. However, if you are, if you've had more exposure to strength training and it depends what phase of strength training you're in. If you're really looking to build up a lot of muscle and you have a lot more time, then we can go into sort of a split body routine and train three to five times a week. However, if we're just looking for to take advantage of the benefits that I've spoken about, then we should have some exposure to strength training, possibly around three times a week. That is, it's not gold standard, but it's a pretty damn good standard. You would then move into a little bit more of a strategic way. The way that I train myself and that I've trained myself pretty much since 2017, which complements my life, complements my running, my riding, also enables me to stay in some form of shape to be able to participate in CrossFit, is I will try and get one 
maybe two lower days, depending on how much my endurance training has in, and then two upper days. And in the upper days, I will split my body to pretty much a real old school way. I've got Arnie's encyclopedia here somewhere, which I constantly refer to, although it's not rocket science. It's what we're probably taught GCSE or A-level PE and then more at university. Front and back, so chest and back, and then look into shoulders, arms, and pretty much, if you know me, every day or most days, I'll do some form of core work, but also try and be a little bit strategic in that because there is no point in overtraining the muscles and your core also has a front and a back. So that's how, that's how I split from myself personally, but that works for me. So I don't actually suggest that anyone does what I do because your goal is not the same as me. One of the biggest questions, and I mentioned it earlier, is like, how do we mix strength training with conditioning? And a lot of people will, and saw, saw this a lot more, you see it a lot more at the sort of start of the year or when people come back from holiday, they just want to do like cardio the whole time because they think this is what's going to get rid of the fat the most. I've already told you that if you want to get rid of fat quickly, you need to incorporate strength training as well. So I believe that, and this is where kind of a CrossFit style workout, especially not really CrossFit, CrossFit, because if you look on CrossFit.com, they will have like a pure strength day where, you know, it's like five by five back squat and that's kind of it. It's shit. It really is not what most of the population need. It, there should always be, and this is how we put our program together, there should always be a strength element and there should always be a conditioning element. That conditioning element will change in the time domain and the intensity and the intention of what we're trying to achieve within that when it's built into a program. That's why we'll have an eight-minute workout one day, a 30 minutes of intervals the next day. We're training across all these different sort of structures basically or different time frames to create different responses but every workout should have a mixture of strength training which should be about 50 50 to on on the most part 50 percent of your time in the gym should be spent in strength training and 50 percent in conditioning if you've eaten a lot you still need to do strength if you're going to eat a lot you still need to do strength so we need to mix it. If you're just, and th these are the sort of problems with a lot of what I call more fast fitness style studios that have opened up over the last few years. And you can probably reel them off. Some of them have closed now because they don't really work or they work for people for a long time. But what we see is when people are not doing a lot of strength training and it's all sort of cardio based, that they just become a smaller version of the blob that they used to be. They have no muscle definition. They have no muscle. They guys have no testosterone. There's all sorts of bad things going on from that. And they've absolutely flogged themselves for hours across months. And they don't really look that great. That's because they're missing the strength training element. When you hear something like that, especially this comes traditionally more from females is I don't want to get bulky. I'll tell you something. I've been playing in a weight room since I used to break into it sort of out of hours. It was, it was you open it by a, a key card and <laughs> this old gym that I used to sort of hang out the back of. And um, I used to wait for someone to get out because I didn't have a key card and I sort of sneak in and try and do some workout when I was like 12 years old or something, maybe even a bit younger. I've been trying for years. At one stage when I was playing rugby, they said I needed to be 100 kilos and I didn't want to be 100 kilos. I was like 93 kilos at the time and I didn't want to be 
seven more kilos of fat. I wanted to be muscle. It's incredibly, incredibly hard. The general rate, unless you are taking steroids to get bigger, the general rate with a diet of eating like literally a freaking horse, you can expect to pick up one to two kilos a month of pure muscle if you're super, super good at it. It is really, really hard. Ladies, you, what's happening, and I sometimes get in trouble for this, but what's happening is you're looking more muscular because you've removed some of the fat due to strength training or due to a proper strength and conditioning program. You've got rid of some of the fat on your body and we can actually see the beautiful muscles that you've had for years, but you've never, ever seen them. And this is the same for guys as well. You don't get bigger muscles for the most part. And we measure this here at the gym. We have a body analysis machine. It's super straightforward. And I'll tell most people, you do not want to get bigger muscles. You want to make the muscles that you've got stronger. You want to make the bones that you've got stronger. And we want to get rid of fat. Your body is going to look different. You may look more muscular, but trust me, it's so much better than looking chubby. So don't stress. You're not going to get bulky. We need to also focus on continuing to continuing on our journey with with strength training a lot of people say is there an age where it should start is there an age where it should peak is there an age where it should finish it should start very young i've trained kids from eight years old we have kids here at four and five years old that are participating in some form of strength training it's not what people would stereotypically understand as strength training we're not overloading them in unsafe positions and exposing them to potential injury, what we're doing is we're training them to be able to manage their body weight and then manage some weight. And that can start from a, a super, super young age. And like I said, the example with my dad, it can go, I don't think he'll ever really stop going to the gym. He'll probably, I mean, he's, he's quite able-bodied at 75. He's not super old, but he's definitely not young. And he will keep going and he will keep trying ensuring that he's carrying out some strength training for forever really so your muscle your lean muscle mass kind of naturally diminishes with age so you you're you're almost going to get weaker anyway so to be stronger when we start to get weaker kind of just makes a lot of sense to me and that's really all i have to say for the time being on strength training obviously i'm pretty big on it. I've always been pretty big on it. I think because of the way it feels, I think a lot of people and and the benefits it, it brings. I do believe that a lot of people overcomplicate it. There is a lot of sort of research out there which shows different strength cycles and you know, you can get very bogged down in it, shall we say. You can get very confused, should I be doing eight sets of four, should I be doing four sets of eight? And should I be doing it on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Or should I be doing it on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? And how much should I rest in between? It's really quite an art form to program for a strength training program. And this is why, to be honest, I made a little mention of sort of online fitness influence dickheads earlier and like people that just come into fitness and think that they can program in the right way and then they sort of get a little bit stuck because there's a lot more to it. I've made it quite simple but if you do have a really specific goal or you want to achieve something quite specific with someone or with yourself then yes it does need a little bit of fine tuning 
and a little bit more of a thought out process. But for the most part, consist as with most things, consistency over time generally wins. I see a lot of 12-week, 16-week strength protocols that people start. I rarely see people complete them. And then they say that they didn't work. However, if you stick to something quite straightforward and you do it consistently over a number of years, you will be strong. There are a lot of, I'd say almost like workarounds that I always use for, for strength training. I mentioned some of them earlier. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. Push and pull. I will always, always, at least once a week, go and do that. I will always train my lower to make sure I train my hamstrings, the glutes as well, because they're the big muscles. That's where we're going to get demand the most blood flow. That's where we're going to get the most growth hormone release. So there are certain little things that we can do to not to cheat the system, but to ensure that we're playing with the system in the right way. No matter who you are, no matter what sport you do, and we're seeing this now, especially in endurance sports. Endurance sports have inherently avoided strength training like since day dot. Now, I'm a skinny cyclist. I don't need to do strength training. Now, I'm a triathlete. I don't, I'm a runner. I don't need to. What we see is a lot of those guys who actually run into problems later in life as well. So no matter what you're doing, and there's a good chance if you're listening to the show that you come to the gym. So we kind of take care of your program. And that's why our class program looks a little bit different to, like I mentioned earlier, what CrossFit.com programming looks like and what a lot of other CrossFit, traditional CrossFit gyms or even new CrossFit gyms look like. They look a lot, it looks a lot different because they're not combining the two elements together. So that's what we're trying to do. And if you're, if you get exposure to some form of strength and some form of conditioning three to five times a week, then you will notice a massive impact and all of those benefits that I was speaking about, you will notice that they will play through, especially over time. And that's what's important here. We're trying to, what I'm trying to do is to help people to live healthier lives for, you could say for a longer time period and not to have to rely on modern medicine at early ages, which strength training is absolutely huge. Hopefully that has helped some of you. If you do have questions, please let me know. MS at innerfight.com. I'd love to answer them. Thanks for listening and I will catch you next week.